Praise God. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 4, verse 19. I'm going to be talking today about some things that God visited me with uh, last Friday, <clears throat> if I can articulate it this morning in a proper way. In verse 19, it says, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is a place where you ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming, and now is. Oh, everybody say it with me. Now is. Hallelujah. Now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. I want to I just uh, bring us uh, to a place today of understanding uh, some of the heart of God, if, if, if I can uh, be so brave as to say that I can actually understand that, but to understand what God is, is saying to us today and, and doing. I know in my own heart, um, when, when God began, when, uh, for the last uh, couple of months, God's been speaking to me about some things that was going to happen uh, talking to him about a, a shift. He began to say there's a shift taking place. There's a new season coming. And so my interpreter interpreted that in my own desires, and, um, and I saw things totally different than what happened. And so when all this uh, shutdown began to happen, uh, I, was, I was just taken back. I, was, I, I didn't know what to think. I, I kept thinking, you know, what's going on? And I began to realize that, that uh, I had been hearing the voice of the Lord, but I had been interpreting what he was saying according to what I wanted. And many times we don't hold the values of God in our heart. We don't, we don't really see what God wants. We don't really see the value that God has. Um, we, we see it in our own uh, temporal uh, mindset. But God sees things in a much bigger a much bigger, much bigger view. Praise God. I'm going to try to, get, <laughs> try to get through this today. I told some of the worship team yesterday, I said, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if I want to show up tomorrow <laughs> because I just feel this, this uh, uh, oh, just the glory of the Lord, but this, uh, trepidation of of uh, what God is saying, and I want to I want to speak this in a in a right way. But God said He's looking. This verse says Jesus says that, that the hour is coming, and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. I want to go back to some verses uh, that we used last week in Luke chapter twenty four where the men were on the road to Emmaus, the disciples, and Jesus joined them. Verse 21, 
where they said, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. They, they had this mindset of what they felt like needed to happen, and they had this mindset. It was a natural mindset. It was a, a mindset based on the temporary and the natural, and they were, they were looking for Jesus. They were looking for the Messiah to come in a natural way and to d deliver them in a physical manner, in a direct manner. Jesus come not just, to not just to redeem Israel. Jesus come to redeem the individual. Jesus come to redeem these disciples that was on the road to Emmaus. Not just a political system. He come to redeem the people. He would come to, come to redeem us from bondage of sin and bondage of, of selfishness and bondage of, of our own entrapment of the desires of our heart. And these men were, were longing. All the disciples kept asking Jesus, so now is this the time that, that you're going to uh, you know, establish your throne? Is this the time? Is this the time? And they kept asking him that, and Jesus finally said, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. He kept having to bring him back to this. Why? Because their mindset was about the carnal. Their mindset was about the uh, temporal. But Jesus was dealing with an eternal problem. He was dealing with an eternal uh, deliverance that was going to not only <clears throat> touch that area, but was going to touch the whole world. And so their, their mindset was way too small, and they had a hard time conceiving what Jesus was doing because they had such a small mindset. And I just, I just pray today, I just feel in my spirit today that God is wanting to bring our mindset into his view because we have such a small mindset. We have such a small idea of what God is wanting to do and what he's going to do in this hour. As we were worshiping there, I just, I just felt my heart melting in the presence of God and, and just overwhelmed with his glory and realizing that, that we, we seek after things. We seek after small things when we need to be seeking after the greatness of his presence, the greatness of his will, the greatness of his, his glory. These men on the road to Emmaus, they, they didn't recognize Jesus. He, he had himself veiled. They didn't recognize Jesus until he, he broke bread with them, and they saw it took them back to a relational place with Jesus, and all of a sudden their eyes were open, and they saw him. They saw him. Oh, listen to me, church. <laughs> I believe God is bringing us back in this day to a relational view of who he is. We are, we are mindful of so many things. We're wanting so many things. We're trying to do so many things. But Jesus wants to join us on our road and open our eyes and bring us back to a place where we have relationship with him, where, where that relationship is the greatest thing in the world to us. The church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, whatever you want to call it, has got to come back to a place where what takes place and what we're able to produce is not what's important to us. What's important to us is being connected to the one that produces the fruit. Where we're not impressed with the fruit, but we continue to worship the one that produces it. They didn't know him until he blessed and broke the bread.
And then they saw him. They knew him. They perceived him. I think, I think the body of Christ today needs to learn who he is all over again. I think we need to have our eyes open where we can recognize who he is. This has come from a very vulnerable place for me because last Friday I had an encounter with God that shook me to the core of my being. The presence of God literally, I, I was at work in the middle of the night on Friday morning, I, I began to feel the presence of God in the middle of the night. And and it's I don't know how to explain that. I it's familiar to me, but I know when God's about to do something. I know when God's about to say something. I know when he's about to, uh, he has something that he wants to reveal. And it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like I start sensing the presence of God, and it, it slowly envelops me. And I got up, went to work, was trying to work, and I could feel the presence of God just, just, just enveloping me, just, just closing in all around me. And so at noon, I thought, well, I'm just going to eat lunch. And I got in my truck. And when I got in my truck, the presence of God began to, <laughs> me, began to manifest so powerfully to the point that I was, I was overcome. I began to weep, which is so uncommon for me. That just doesn't happen, just like this morning. And I began to feel broken in my spirit. I began to feel like uh, such a grieving and such a breaking in my spirit. And I didn't understand what it was about. I didn't understand why I was feeling this, why the, the presence of God was so, it was, it was like God himself got in the truck with me. And he began to speak. And when I heard him speak, was not about great, revivals or great moves of God, what I, what I heard him, he began to speak about the people of God returning to him and, and forsaking our foolish, selfish, self-promoting ways, and that the body of Christ would just get over themselves and begin to come back to him, come back to who he is. It was such a, a moment that I was literally sitting in my truck shaking in the presence of God and hearing his voice, hearing his words. I was overwhelmed, and at the same time, I was so thankful. I could not, I, I just, all I could do is just, just feel in my heart, God, thank you. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for caring even though the words that he was saying was words of, of rebuke and words of correction, yet there was such an honor in my heart that he actually took the time to talk and to speak. And I began to hear him talk about how that he, was, he wanted us to get rid of our self-seeking 
our self-promotion. The church needs to come back to a place. I, I've been so excited about things opening back up where we can begin to gather again, and yet at the, as, it, as it draws close, I begin to be brokenhearted, and I don't understand why. And the brokenheartedness is because we can't go back to the carnal, self-seeking ways that we've been. God wants us to come back to him. He wants us to come back to his presence, back to his glory. He wants us to honor him more than anything in this world. He doesn't want us to build ministries. He wants us to come into his presence. He doesn't want us. We, we don't need to worship to get something from God. We need to worship because he's so amazing. He's so awesome. Several things that God spoke to me that uh, I don't know that I have time to go into all of it today, but he began to speak to me some words that after he began, after you talking to him about the self-seeking and self-promoting ways of his body, then... I begin to shake uncontrollably, and I begin to write these words. And these words, this is what I heard coming up in my spirit. Cry out, you prophets of the Lord. Let not, let not your words be tainted with the weakness of human desires. Hear his words. Hear his words. Hear his words forming in your spirit, reverberating in the chambers of your heart. For I will set my words on fire in your mouth. Be healed, you blind seers. Let your ears be open, you deaf oracles. For heaven is coming, heaven is coming, heaven is coming. Declare the word of the Lord. Prepare my people. Instruct my bride. Let not silence hold my people in bondage. For I must invade the hearts of my kings and prepare the hands of the builders. And as these words came into my spirit, into my very being, they burned like fire inside of me. And I felt God crying out to us that it's time for us to begin to hear his words. Hear his voice, speak what he's saying, and return to that relationship that only we can have with him that, that is more than what we can produce and more than what happens. I feel the presence of God. I, I feel a great tsunami of the presence of God coming. I feel like there's going to be a, an, an, an awakening in such a way, but it's not going to be an awakening to the things that we have desired. It's going to be awakening to his desires. It's going to be awakening to his presence. It's going to be awakening to the fact that he is the Lord God Almighty, and we worship him and serve him, and we are at his command as his people. I feel that there's going to be some amazing things happen in the days ahead. And yet, I tremble because I feel that in times past, we have let the amazing things take us away from the God that created the amazing things. If we begin to experience a tremendous move of God 
and that tremendous move of God takes us out of the prayer room, then it's wasted. If that tremendous move of God stops us from worshiping God with a whole heart, then we will abort the very thing that we need. I'm here to say today that a worshiping, praying people is the move of God, is the revival. Everything else that is produced out of that is what comes out of the presence of God. But praying and worshiping him is the revival and the move of God. Nothing else matters. Everything else, if we begin to worship the miracles and the great services and the great anointing, then we've missed it and we've lost it and it'll die. But God is saying to us this morning, come into my presence, stay in my presence, abide in my presence. There's nothing else that matters but being in my presence. I pray that God speak into your hearts this morning. You understand what I'm saying? God's calling to us. He's calling to us. He's calling to us. I was I, I really didn't want to speak this morning because I, I knew that I that what I felt inside of me was just going to be overwhelming when I began to bring it out. But I want you to hear what God's saying in in the book of Isaiah. God begins to lament in uh, the book of Isaiah chapter one. This, this, these verses are just amazing to me because God instituted this stuff and and yet. In, in verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12, it says, When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? You hear what God's saying? He said, you're not, you're not coming into my presence in a right way. You're just coming in and trampling in my courts. Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons and Sabbaths and the callings of assemblies I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meetings. Listen to God saying, I, he, he's the one that, that asked, and yet he's saying it, it is just, I can't endure it. I can't take any more of it. I can't take your carnal desires coming before me. Verse 14, he says, your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. You know, many have been quoting the verses that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from wicked ways, and I'll heal your land and turn and hit restore your land listen to me that part's wonderful but god's still waiting on us to turn away from these things and turn to him we can't have the latter part till we do the former part verse 16 says wash yourselves make yourselves clean put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes cease to do evil Learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow, 
Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Listen, he prom the promise of eating the good of the land comes after all the rest of it, coming into his presence. Come now, let us reason together. God's saying, come into my presence. Learn who I am. Learn to seek my face. So often we come before God and, it's, and, and we come to get the stuff. We come to get the things. I remember in Africa one time, we, me and Sister Betty was going to preach at a church that we had, that we had just uh, we'd got a roof on and, and God had met. We'd, the first time we was there, they just had a couple pieces of metal and, and sticks for walls, and that's all they had. And when I saw that, Lord moved on my heart, and I told him, I said, we're going to finish, we're going to put a roof on this church, and we're going we're to make it to where it's inhabitable. And they celebrated, they worshiped because of it, and, and we did that. God helped us fulfill that promise, and we was able to, to uh, build a structure there for them to get in out of the rain. And later, we were there in the rainy season, and it was just, it was just um, the rain was intense, we had to sit in this little mud hut for four hours while it just, uh, these torrential rains just, just come. And when it finally quit raining, we waded mud through several villages to get to this church. And we finally got to the church wading through this mud, and it, it was difficult. We had a hard time walking. We finally get to the church and get up to begin to minister. And when I got up to minister, the people kept interrupting me, and I, and I couldn't figure out what they was doing. They were very unruly and very disruptive. And so I turned to uh, the leader of the ministry and, and the interpreter, and I said, what's going on? What are they doing? And he was very embarrassed. He didn't want to tell me. He was, I could tell that he was, he was not happy. And I said, no, I, I mean, you tell me right now. What, what are they doing? What are they saying? And he said, they're telling you you need to buy him a keyboard. Grieve my spirit. Anybody that knows me knows that, don't, that stuff don't go over very good. I said, buy him a keyboard? He said, yes, they're demanding that you buy them instruments. And I said, we just got through putting a roof over their head. We just got through. I said, God has blessed them. And they don't, they don't even have time to hear the word of God. They want to complain. And I told him, I said, you say exactly what I say. And I looked at him and I said, don't you ever ask me for anything again. God has blessed you. God has given you a place to worship. God is blessing you and don't you ever ask me for anything again. You ask God. You pray to God. And you talk to this man right here. He's the leader of this ministry. And don't you ever ask me for another dollar. I come here to share the word of God with you, and all you can do is holler for things. Is that not how we are? We worship God, and we think because we worship God, he owes us. We worship God to get something. We worship God that, so that he will bless us. 
The Lord has been so gripping my heart about our self-seeking, self-promoting, selfish ways. And it just, it's been, it, I could feel the broken heart of God to the point that, I, that it has just overwhelmed me. And I, I'm, I'm just praying and believing that we as a body of Christ are going to be able to rise above this and come back to the presence of God, come back to his presence. It doesn't matter what happens what matters is continuing in that relationship. I remember uh, my dad talking about when, when we were traveling with Brother Allen, Brother A.E. Allen, that after, after great meetings and people being healed and miracles taking place, that many times after all the people were gone, Brother Allen would stay under the tent and play the organ and pray and cry and seek God after everybody was gone, after all the miracles had taken place, after all the things were gone, he would stay there and just worship and pray and seek the face of God. Why? Because the miracles were just the outcome of meeting with God. The miracles just the outcome of a relationship. And we've got to get back to the relationship being more important than anything we need and anything that we, we want from God. I realize this is not a message that causes us to, to uh, well, it ought to cause us to feel great because God's talking to us. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel, I feel humble in my spirit because God took the time. I didn't do anything to make this happen. I just, he come to me. He took the time to just grip my heart and talk to me today and I, I just want to share this with you this is this is so difficult trying to share it over a camera and and in this type of situation but i pray that it's coming into your home and you're understanding what i'm saying god wants to send a move of god he wants to send his presence he wants to send great outpourings of his spirit but if it's the outpourings of his spirit that we're after It'll be short-lived. But if it's his presence, if it's his relationship with him, if, we, if that's what we're after, then it will continue. It'll continue and it'll grow. Sister Val, come back. Holy God, I believe today that God's speaking to us and saying, I, I, I want you... I want you to cast off all the things that distract you. And I want you to seek my face. I want you to <clears throat> come near to me. I can hear Jesus saying to the disciples and those that followed him, he said, you, you just, you're just here because of the loaves that you ate of the loaves and fishes. And we don't want to be that way. We don't want to be people that just follow him because we've ate of the loaves and fishes. We want to follow after him. We want to have a heart like John that just wanted to be with him, be in his presence to receive from him. And Mary, as she knelt at his feet and listened to him, Martha was busy about many things, things that were important. But when she complained about Mary sitting and listening to Jesus, Jesus said, well, Martha, she has chosen the greater thing. 
she's chosen to seek my face. Father, Lord, we just stand before you today. Humbly, we open ourselves to you and say, God, help us to come after the right things. Lord, the thing that I, the, the growing sense in my spirit of just an amazing outpouring of the Spirit of God is great. I anticipate that. But Father, in my spirit, I hear, I hear your voice. I hear your call saying, please don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by what my presence produces. be focused on my presence. Thank you, Father. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly then go, Lord, you are Thank you, Father. Nothing I desire compares with you. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you are more precious than silver. More precious. Lord, you are. Thank you, Father. God, you are. We just humble ourselves in your presence today, Father. Lord, I thank you for all the salvations that are beginning to take place, Lord God. Thank you, God, for a move of God that's going to sweep people out of the very depths of hell into your presence. Thank you, God, for the miracles and healings that are going to take place, the deliverances. But God, help us, Lord, that we not lose sight of the very fact the seeking your face in me in your presence is the most important thing. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God, you're amazing. And we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just pray with me right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I've opened my heart to you, Lord God. I confess my sins. I repent of my shallowness. I repent, Lord God, of my, of, of my carnality, Lord God. 
And Father, we just pray today that the depths of your presence, the depths of your spirit would so overwhelm our souls that we would just be caught up in you, Lord, and who you are. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just right there where you're at today, just, just humble yourself before God and repent. Seek his face. Open your heart toward him because God's calling to us. He's calling to us. God wants to do amazing things in our lives, but he needs us to clear the clutter so that we, he can get to our very souls and our very hearts. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless your name today. Hallelujah.